Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back with another episode of Business Unveiled, and I'm super excited. Today, we're going to be talking with an intuitive business coach, and I have been around a couple of intuitive business coaches. Most recently, last year at a Cabo trip, there was this lady there and she was like a business intuitive, but she was more like psychic. So I'm excited to ask Jenny some of these fun questions. Um, but really, we're going to be talking about how to make money and really, it's money is a tool. It's a magical thing. And some people... Uh, love money. Some people hate money. It's a love-hate relationship, but money is a tool that can help you get to so many new places to where you can help other people. And it really is magical, uh, as silly as it sounds. I know some people are like, oh my God, Disney. And I'm like, no, I'm not a Disney girl. I work really hard for <laughs> everything that I have. Um, but we're going to be chatting about that today. And so Jenny, thank you so much for being here. Um, tell us about your worldwide business. Like this is amazing. How did you... <laughs> Like, how did you decide, okay, I am going to be a business coach and intuitive and go around the world? Like, it just yeah. seems so um, exciting. So mm -hmm. how did you decide to do that? Welcome to Business Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you thrive in the creative community. Here's your host, events and productivity consultant, Angela Profit. What's up, GSD leaders? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Business Unveiled, where we share expert tips and secrets from top creative industry professionals. You know we're going to take you behind the scenes of our experiences, share with you what we've learned from them, and how it's made us stronger. Because no one said it's easy owning a business, right? But it's a lot more fun when you've got a strong support team around you. And that's exactly what we do at GSD Creative. We're right there by your side. And I'm so excited that you've chosen this podcast to take the first step in growing a productive, profitable, and successful, wildly successful business within the hospitality and creative industry. Today's episode is being brought to you by 99designs. 99designs is the global creative platform that makes it super easy for designers and clients to work together to create designs they absolutely love. You can get creative concepts from a multitude of talented designers. You get matched with the perfect designer to help you bring your idea to life from start to finish. From logos to packaging, apps to books, 99designs is a faster, simple, and affordable way to find and work with creative talent. You can save $10 today on your first design by visiting bit.ly slash AP99designs. Give it a try. Well, gosh, it's so interesting how you decide things and get places and you look back and you go, wow. Yeah, how I, how did I pull that off? Uh, well, I, 
because it's, if you would, it's funny, I've heard people say this before, if, if people were to tell you, oh yeah, then when you're, you know, in your forties, this is going to happen. You go, what? No yeah. way. It, especially you and I, before we started the show, we were talking about where he went to college and stuff. Uh -huh. If you would have told me as a college student, oh yeah, and then this is it, and you're going to go here, and then this is going to happen, and then you're going to have these kids, and then you're going to start homeschooling, and then I would have been like, you're insane. Crazy. There's no Crazy. freaking way. Okay. Nope. So I, you know, I've always just been that person to follow my curiosity and to follow and curiosity is really those intuitive hits. So when you talk about intuitive, you know, intuition, we all have this feeling. Our bodies are these amazing sensory centers. We have intelligence, we have soul, we have heart. I mean, we have this system that is working for us in the body. And I've been that person who has always really been into work, school. I love it. I never was that one who didn't want to go to class or didn't want to study. I mean, there were times if I didn't like the class, I didn't like the material that was harder for me. But if teacher. I really liked, yeah, or the teacher, the <laughs> teacher was definitely could make or break you. But when I found a subject matter that was super interesting to me, and then I was good at, you know, it's easier to like something that when you're good at it, then I mean, that was it for me. I would just dive in. I wanted to go as far as I could. I wanted to get the best grade. I wanted to create an incredible project. And that would just lead me from one place to the next, to the next, to the next. And, you know, after, well, it was actually when I was still a student at the University of Florida between go my Gators. juniors. <laughs> That's right. I know. I know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, you know, I thought I'd have a life in Florida. I thought this is, gotcha. this is what I know. I lived in Florida and Georgia. Those are my two states that I spent my childhood in. And most people I knew, you just then stayed there. You know, you didn't yeah. go someplace else. That's what you did. There was plenty of cities in Florida I could go to. Yeah, I could move back to Georgia if I wanted the big city. A lot of people I went to college with, you know, their big move was to go to Atlanta. That was, you know, the big city. And I didn't want to do any of those things. I wanted to go to New York City. Once I had friends who came back from a summer internship after their junior year, and they were a year older than me, and they said they had done that, and I should do it. It would just change my life. It would be incredible mm. for my resume. I was the public relations major, and I thought, oh, okay, I trust their judgment. I trust their guidance. I'm going to go do that. And so I did. And that really, when you talk about this worldwide business, this global clientele I get to serve now, I believe a big piece of that was my willingness to go to New York and to be in this you know, hotbed of diversity. And there were just so many different types of people there. It blew my mind. The first month I literally was in culture shock and I thought I hated it because it was so Aww. different than anything that I could have imagined. Well, I missed my friends. I missed this boyfriend, but thank goodness I left because he was not a great boyfriend, Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, and I just was so, they were all going to the beach and I'm dressing up in my suits and heels and, you know, going to Grand Central Station to the office. But it was such a wonderful move for me because it just taught me to think differently, to think bigger, to dream bigger, to be around people who are ambitious, who had been uh, traveled places and then you know, I grew up traveling quite a bit. My mom took me to, you know, abroad, which was wonderful. But over time, I ended up getting hired by this company. And I started working on a global piece of business for the company. I was traveling around to various countries, working on Pfizer, their Viagra account, which was a trip. That's and 
Yeah, it was. It was celebrity stuff, big budgets, first class, the whole nine. And that, you know, I, I loved learning about the world, learning about different people. And I believe, and I still do believe that we, we still, we do want the same things. We want a good life for our families. We want, um, we want to feel connected. We want to feel loved. We want to share that love and, and we want to, you know, do our part better. Um, but over time, you know, working in these jobs, working on these clients, always feeling like I was skills. I was using my gifts as a communicator because that's Mm -hmm. who I am. I'm a communicator. I'm really good at it. But I felt like something was missing. I felt like I wasn't really doing the work I was put here to do. I'm very spiritual. My sister Mm -hmm. died when I was a teenager. She died from cancer and um, she was 12 and I was 16. And so I had this very abrupt lesson which is your life is not a guarantee you don't Mm -hmm. get to live until you're 90 or 100 or until you've done all the things that you say you want to do just because it could end today it could end tomorrow it could end next week that's the great mystery and so I wasn't willing to just go through the motions and say well I should just be bad because I have a job that a lot of people would want I have you know these big clients or I'm making x amount of money um, I started making a lot of money in that corporate space more than I ever thought I would because I didn't go into PR to make a lot of money. You know, that's not yeah. the career you go into if you want to make a lot of money. Um, but I, I moved into a new career and I started making money because I was getting profit share from my conferences. I started uh, producing conferences and it was, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I cracked the six figure mark, which I thought was the holy grail. <laughs> and I did that and it wasn't what enough. <laughs> Yeah, I go, once I make 100000 like, all my problems are, will go away. I mean, right? that's really this delusion. It was a delusion. It was an illusion because I, I did that, and my problems were still there. Uh, money wasn't the problem anymore. You know, I could pay my bills. I could live in a great apartment. I could buy the things that I wanted to buy. But the issues that I still had were still there. And that was a big wake-up call for me. And so I have to say that yoga – was a lifesaver for me. I started diligently practicing. I first uncovered it in college, um, but it was way back in the day before there was no Lululemon. There was no kind of everyone's doing yoga. It was still pretty, um, not in the mainstream, but it's been around for more than 5,000 years. So it's not like it was new. It just wasn't really popular so much in the United States. Uh, but once I moved to New York and was in a super stressful environment and was just, you know, I'd have like panic attacks at work. I mean, it was so intense. I knew I had to find a tool that was going to help me stay grounded and stay healthy. And so it was yoga. And that eventually led me to decide I was going to go through a yoga teacher training, not knowing how and like, why, why was it, what was I going to do with this? Am I going to teach yoga? Am I, I mean, what, what am I going to wow. do with this? Yeah. And I was still employed full time. I was just, you know, working all the time, traveling. I was married at that point, but there was something about that. You talk about intuition. There was something about that calling me forward saying, go check that out, Jenny. You don't have to know what you're going to do with it. You don't have to teach yoga. You don't, but just go follow it. Just go follow, sign up for it. Okay, dedicate yourself to it. Dive in. You love being a student. Go be a student of that. And I did. And it was towards the end of that yoga teacher training, a three-month, 200-hour training in New York City while I was still working full-time. Oh that I got the courage to quit my job, 
quit the six-figure job, went from six figures to zero figures overnight. Did, did not, something happen? Um, yeah, something happened, which was I, I remembered who I was. And it wasn't that. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I wasn't that. And no, literally, I went into work one day not planning to quit, having kind of daydreamed about it for years. And something happened where I just realized I couldn't be in this environment anymore. I just couldn't do it. It was gotcha. just, it was, it went against everything I stood for. And I got clear on what it was that I stood for because I didn't know anymore. You fall into line, you fall into kind of with the herd mentality and you do what you think you're supposed to do. And then you have those continuous wake up calls and they're kind of quiet at first. They're kind of like, you know, they tap your shoulder <laughs> And you can ignore it because it's, it's way more convenient <laughs> to ignore it. Yep. And, and then you can't anymore. And so that particular day, I just started crying at my desk to be straight Aww. up with you. I started crying. It was a cubicle. <laughs> so it wasn't like I could, you know, have complete privacy. I went into my colleague's office and we shut the door. And her and I had been talking for a long time, like what was our exit strategy? And I said to her, today's the day for me. Today's the day. I've been wondering what this day was going to look like, feel like, and today's it. And so then I, I called my husband and I called my mother and I told them Aww. what I was going to do. And then I called my boss and I quit. I quit. And it what was, did your boss say? She told me to think about it over the weekend. Oh. <laughs> it was a Friday. And, you know, she was, and, and, you know, to be fair, I remember just feeling like, Oh, I just, I didn't feel as, well, it just wasn't the right place for me. And I look back and I love her. I'm so grateful for her. She had four kids. I had zero kids at the time. And I remember just saying, I couldn't have kids in this environment, way too pressure filled. And it's just not, I learned a lot about the leader. I didn't want to be there. And also gotcha. the leader I did want to be there. And, but that, at that point I was learning more about how I didn't want to do it. And so it was time for me to go. It was time for me to go. Everything I learned of how I did want to do it, I had already learned. And, it, and what was happening then was how I don't want to do it. And so I had to, I had to get out of there. So I, I took the weekend to, to just make sure I was clear on my decision. And that weekend, I was so lucky I had the full yoga teacher training weekend. And I shared with my, all these women, just so happened to be all women in the training, didn't have to be, it just so happened to be for my cohort. And they were so excited for me. And I, and I, I kept that courage. And so on Monday, we connected again and I made it official and um, yeah, took the next two weeks to kind of clear stuff out and finish up projects and really jump off the cliff into what next? Yes. What next? <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that what next led me to coaching. You know, I didn't know that I was going to do that. I didn't have this website in the works. I hadn't uh, said I'm going to start leading programs and courses and have one-on-one -on -one clients. Like I really was a blank slate. I just so gave healthy. myself, yeah, and my husband was like my biggest fan. He said, Jenny, you're smart. You'll figure it out. And when I cleared the decks and had an open schedule and was able to just remove that unhealthy pressure and stress that was, yeah, eating me alive. It wasn't so long before I discovered the field of coaching and said, oh my goodness, that's what I've been doing my whole life. I didn't know it was a job. I didn't know it was a career. <laughs> Great. I could sign up for a training and, and fine tune this raw skill set that I already have. 
perfect. I'm in. And I did. And I started training to be a coach, like legit straight away. And the business just started building itself because I was so excited. And I just shared my joy and my exuberance with anyone. I would listen. Yes. Yeah. And people are going, I need to hire you. I need help. I'm like, great, let's do it. And it's just continued to evolve and grow. And I've invested heavily in myself. I'll continue to invest to learn and look at my blind spots and, and unlearn things that aren't healthy and helpful. And, you know, it's just been a wild ride. And I'm so, so grateful for it. It's so awesome. So like, why would you say, so you said like saleswomen, Mm-hmm. why does the world need more saleswomen? Mm-hmm. And I do think that it has to do with confidence. Mm-hmm. And I know that um, you and I, like we have distinct passions about very specific things. And it's like, I feel like I, I know, I don't feel, I know I can sell anything that I'm yes. passionate about. Yes. And so, but for women who haven't quite found it, um, how, tell us why does the world first off need more saleswomen like us? Yes. And like, how can it boost your confidence? And like, how can you sell anything? Yeah. Well, the world needs more saleswomen because the world needs more women who know how to earn and who Ah, have money. I love that. Okay. Yeah. So when we're selling things and we don't just sell things that then create wealth for us, but we can, and that's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. The more women who have money and not just money that's given to us, so that's a beautiful thing too, okay, money in all the forms, but when we know we can generate that money because we can go connect with a client who needs our service, we can go create a program, and offering that we can go put out into the world because we understand marketing, we understand uh, community building and nurturing an audience and solving a problem that your audience has. That right there is freedom. And so let's say a woman is in an unhealthy relationship and whoever she's in that relationship with has held the keys to the financial kingdom. That has left her at a disadvantage. It's hard for her to leave that relationship or to, to really establish a boundary and say this particular behavior, this, ha- this whatever that's going on here, this, this has to end, right? We yeah. need to reexamine this. And I see this a lot. I grew up um, a child of divorced parents. Um, and that was one of the things that I really took away from my parents getting divorced was that as a woman, and I'm happily married now 15 years, but I always knew I will make my own money. I will have a way to bring in financial abundance for my family because A, I freaking love it and it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> B, I can. And C, that is freedom. And that is the way forward. And I want my kids to see that too, that mom has stuff that she loves to do and mom brings in money for our family. Mm-hmm. And you can do it on your own time. I think some of our, you know, the old ways that we learned or maybe we saw work being in the past, you know, former generations or maybe even what we saw our parents doing or when we first started coming into the world. Like when I first got my, you know, that first job in New York City, you didn't work from home. Definitely <laughs> not. I mean, the internet was in its infancy. Email yeah. was kind of new. <laughs> there was no yeah. social media. You couldn't share documents, you know, you were sending things. It was 
it was old school. You, yep. you couldn't collaborate in the way that you do now. And so if you wanted to work, you had to be in that office. If you have kids, which I didn't my first, you know, 10 years, 10 plus years as a professional, I didn't have kids. And so I didn't have that question of, well, who's going to watch the kids or how am I going to work and take care of them or what's the dynamic going to be? Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of women, it was that choice. You either worked or you saw your kids. Yeah. Okay. Now it's different. It's so, so different. I feel like it's such a wonderful way, time to be alive. And so us as women, it gives us freedom. It gives us choices. It gives us options. It gives us strength within the relationship because you know that you got, you got stuff coming, you know, mm -hmm. you could, you could put something out there this month and you want to do something in your house. You want to put an addition on your house. You need a new car. You want to send your kids to this school or, you know, sign up for this particular activity, or you want to give to a cause that you're really passionate about. Just go sell something. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just yep. go sell something. It's been, you know, it's been going on since the beginning of time, but yet for a lot of women, they were given these messages that selling is bad it's dirty. It's what used car salesmen do, but it's certainly not what a proper lady would do. You know, mm -hmm. you, you need to go get the money from your dad or from your husband mm -hmm. or from, you know, but to make it yourself, or you need to be in a job or in a career that doesn't really pay you that well, because though that's kind of work for women. <laughs> yeah. And so, right. You just didn't make that much money. You hardly made any money and that was acceptable. That's just what you had to say, okay, because that's how it is because the men have the jobs where you make a lot of money, but not women. And so we need to re-examine that, okay? And then being able to sell an idea is huge. <laughs> it's huge. Yep. We sell ideas all the time. We sell yep. ideas to our kids, to our partners, to our families, to our communities, to our clients. We need to be able to sell ideas. And that selling, being able to sell anything comes down to conviction. Mm -hmm. It comes down to commitment. And it's also you knowing, and I think this is huge, and I've uncovered this, this with, with my clients. Sometimes women are unwilling to sell because they don't trust themselves enough to deliver the thing that they sold. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Will you show up for the thing that you sold? Do you believe in your craft enough? Do you believe in your creation enough to know that whomever purchased it, they're going to have an incredible experience with your thing, with your service, with you. And if you believe in it, then you would want to be selling it like hotcakes. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's going to change their lives. You know, yes. it's going to give them so much pleasure, so much joy. It's going to solve the problem. Why would you keep that to yourself? Right. That's why I don't understand people think I'm crazy. They're like, why do you want to teach planners to be planners, to do what you do? I'm like, because that's not what I do anymore. And that's not all I did. And why would I not want to teach people to be better in the industry? It lifts, lifts everyone up. And like, I don't know about you, but like, I'm not going to be working 250 weddings every single weekend for the rest of my life where I can't eat or pee for 30 hours. Like mm -hmm. what? I yep. mean, it's okay for 10 years when you're super young and your body yeah. can handle it, but then like it has to come to a stop. Yes. So yeah, I don't, I don't understand that mindset sometimes. So something that I am 
fascinated with like the moon and the stars and the seasons and like the magical rhythm and the flow and the growth and horoscopes and all that stuff. Like what are your, as, as like an intuitive business coach, like mm-hmm. what does all that stuff mean? And for people mm-hmm. who don't believe in that shit because mm-hmm. they're especially, it seems to be men all the time. They're like, That's <laughs> cause they're like, show me the data. It's too uh-huh. new. Uh-huh. And I'm like, they're like all that horoscope stuff. It's like, you can relate anything any day. And I'm like, no, there are some, like, if I don't know, like if I'm unsure of myself, like, should I make this decision to say no to this client? Should I fire mm-hmm. this client? Should I do like, depending on what's coming up, like I read my horoscope and I'm like, holy uh. shit, that is so spot on. <laughs> and I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. And it helps me make a decision that I'm at peace with. Mm-hmm. So what, what are your thoughts on all this? Like, mm-hmm. how do you incorporate this with your clients? Because this yes. is fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just the way that I live, breathe, do business, connect with people. Yeah. Uh, it's everything. It's everything. And, and this was something I wasn't taught this in school. It's funny. I actually have a program called magic makers collective and it's where we co-create with the cosmos and co-create with the moon. And right before I was talking to you, I was leading a new training for clients in that membership. It's a membership. And I, I release a new training at around each new moon. So with each new lunar cycle, we have a new focus to really bring us forward through that cycle. And um, the theme this cycle is is unlearning and learning, unlearning and learning. And so we're kind of re-examining all that you've been taught, all that you've been told, and seeing where you need to say, you know what? I don't think that's true. I don't think that's real for me anymore. And then what I need to learn instead is this. And so something I never learned in school was this. And I, I took astronomy in college at UF. It was really challenging course. It was a lot of you know, a lot of math, a lot of science, really getting in there, understanding like planets and uh, how things move. And, but we didn't go into kind of the astrology element of it. Mm -hmm. And I also discovered astrology in college. And I remember the book that I, my friend had it. And when I discovered it one night from coming home super late from being out partying, (laughs) I looked at (laughs) seriously, it was called the only astrology book you'll ever need by this woman, Joanne Wolfolk. I highly recommend it. I just gave it as a gift for a friend who just graduated from high school and it changed my freaking life. I remember reading it going, Oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. And I understand why I have these kind of tips with this one friend of mine, because she's a Leo and I'm a Gemini. And then it, it, it made so much sense for me. And so how I use it and how I teach my people to use it is as women, especially, we need to have a deep relationship. You're invited to have a deep relationship with the moon. If you don't, you basically have robbed yourself from one of the most extraordinary relationships you'll ever have. The moon guides us forward. We cycle the same way the moon cycles. Okay. A lot of us have had periods in our life. We have the exact same cycle, our period as the moon does. Okay. It's around 29 and a half days. So when you think about that, the way the moon 
um, changes each lunar cycle. Okay, we start at the new moon, which kind of walk you through and show you how I use this to co-create, to lead client calls, to bring programs to life, to launch things, and how you all can figure out how to implement this in your world. So each cycle starts with the new moon. That's when you look up in the sky and you really do not see much light there. Okay, you'll start seeing the sliver on the right side of the moon. Okay, when you see the sliver of light on the right side of the moon, that shows you that we're in a new cycle. Okay, so the moon is starting to what's called wax, get bigger. And that new moon, the energy of the new moon is rest, renewal, and ultravision. Rest, renewal, and ultravision. And so that energy is connected to when we bleed. And so when we would be on our period and it, when I say we cycle the same, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to be having your period when it's a new moon, but sometimes that will happen. My cycle is very connected to the moon at this stage. It's not always, but just right now I'm pretty close to when the new moon is happening. That's when I'm on my period. So that feeling when you, I know for me, when I'm bleeding, when I'm on my period, I'm, I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> Get away from me. I just need quiet. Yeah. I need everyone to leave me alone. I need to go into my red tent. Okay. There is that book, the red tent. It's an incredible book. If you haven't read it, go read it. Okay. So that's when I'm just very, I'm getting downloads. I have visions. I see things. I know things and I, I want like a clear space to be able to receive that wisdom because from there, I'm going to start creating a plan. I'm going to start setting those goals of what it is that I want to focus my energy on for that cycle. Okay. And gotcha. so that's what we're going to do at the new moon. Just spend some time. You might want to get into your bathtub, into your shower, into your bed, or just go sit out in nature get your journal and get clear on this is my intention for this lunar cycle. And here are the goals that I am going to work towards to help bring this intention to life. Okay. And then the moon Love starts it. growing and we come into the first quarter about a week later, you get that first quarter moon where you see it looks like a half moon. Okay. And so that right side is fully lit. The left side you don't see. And the energy of the first quarter moon is growth, action, and commitment, growth, action, and commitment. So at that point, you are working it, okay? You're sending out those emails. You're making those calls. You're, you're promoting your stuff. You are, um, you know, having those conversations. You are doubling down on the, 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 the plan that came through at the new moon when you said, you know what? I'm going to go for this. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to action this. So that first quarter moon, like the energy is fierce, you know, and you're mm -hmm. feeling it and your confidence is electric. Then you move into full moon. That is when you're in your fullest power. You know what the full moon looks like in the sky. And the full moon is about one week after the first quarter moon. Okay. And all of these dates, if you have, that's why I still use a paper planner. Of course, I have a Google calendar and all that. But mm -hmm. I have a paper planner and I have wall calendars too. And they all have the moon um, phases represented on them, which is really important. I want everyone to know what phase the moon is in at any time because you will start working with the energy instead of working against it. You'll see that you spend less time feeling like you're pushing a rock up the hill and more time being in flow more time understanding your body, understanding what's going on, even when it feels like this is weird, you know, and we're in a lot of crazy, tumultuous, uncertain times right now. But yeah. once you really are tuned into the energy, you feel the sense of groundedness, 
even when there's still so much that's in flux. Okay. So when you're at full moon, you're just in that fullest power. You know that your job is to go for things. You know that you can create the things that you desire. And this is when as women, this is when we would be ovulating. This is when we could conceive a child. Okay. And so that full moon energy is when you can conceive that dream. You can conceive that new project. You can conceive that deal. Got it. Okay. And this is when we're not kind of hiding out. We're not going, well, I don't know if I do that. What if they say no? Or what if it doesn't work out? Like you're just, you're going for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are freaking going for it. And then boom, we go into the last quarter moon and that's about a week later. And that last quarter moon is when that left side of the moon is lit up. We don't see the right side. And the energy there is let go to rise higher let go to rise higher. So at that point, we're seeing what has manifested, what has uh, br brought us fruit from our efforts, fruit from our labor. And so some of those things have happened. Some of those things didn't. And you realize, you know what, that actually was out of alignment. We're going to just pause that project. We're going to delete that project or we'll come back to it later. But these other things have freaking rocked it. And you're going to continue focusing on those to, to make them even bigger, you know, as you focus your energy more intelligently as you move forward. You're also letting go of, you know, people, places, habits, things that can't come with you as you wrap up this particular cycle and move into the next cycle. Something important to note is we have 13 cycles in a year, 12 months. The months are very much kind of that masculine structure. It's what a lot of the world operates under the monthly calendar but the lunar mm -hmm. calendar is 13. So there's 13 cycles in a year. And as women too, we want to reclaim that number 13. Um, so much of history has been afraid of strong women, been afraid yeah. of women who know their own power because women who know their own power cannot be controlled. And so that number 13, I mean, look what we've been told about the number 13. It's a scary number. It's an unlucky number. You can't even put the 13 on a freaking elevator I know, or a building. Right? <laughs> because it's connected to strong women. And I just think it's fascinating. So reclaim the number 13, reclaim your connection to the moon and gosh, you'll just, you'll just wonder why you didn't start earlier. Okay. So I'm totally going to go and download the moon calendar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. It's, like, it's, it's a game changer. Like I need another calendar on my calendar, but this is important. Like this is. is really cool stuff. It is. And like, I'll never forget this. And, um, she's a business coach intuitive and she, uh, and I know like I've met a few different people and everyone like has their own style. And so at least that's what I've observed, but it was like, day four of seven on this, uh, GSD retreat in Cabo. Mm -hmm. And she came up to me one morning and she's like, can I talk with you privately? I'm like, sure. What's up? And she's like, so I just want to give you a heads up because I know everything that we're doing is very tech focused and everything. Like I was using all like the screens and the Apple TVs and like, mm -hmm. I'm just a tech geek. And she's like, and I just want you to know that today Saturn, and I can't even remember the actual planets, but she's like, Mercury, Saturn, Mercury, <laughs> Mercury, that's it. Mercury and either Saturn or Pluto or something. She's like, they're crossing in alignment today and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, your technology is not going to work. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I, it's, it's fine. 
And sure as shit, the internet goes out. My, um, I try to get on my phone to yep. transfer money to pay something for a client. My credit card gets stolen <laughs> over yep. the phone because I'm an unsecured Wi-Fi. Like all this shit goes haywire. But, you know, it's like I'm cool and calm and collective. I'm like, we can all just um, put big ass posty notes up here and, you know, start to just brain dump everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like you just kind of have to go with the flow. You do. <laughs> And at the end of the night, I'm like, thank you so much for giving me the heads up. Like, that was really mm-hmm. cool. I'm like, but yeah. kind of creepy at the same time. Yes. And um, yeah. so now, like, when weird stuff happens, I'm like, I'll Marco Polo her every once in a while. And I'm like, hey, what's going on with all the planets right now? Is mm-hmm. something just going crazy? Because the, the even last week, like, three of my Mac computers just all decided to, like, do something weird. And I'm just like, what is happening? It, it has something to do with, like, Do you know why, Angela? Tell me. <laughs> Mercury, Mercury baby. Yeah, Mercury retrograde just started last week. So, yes, Mercury. So, what is that for people who don't know? Because she explained it to me, but what, is, yeah. what does that freaking mean? Yeah, so, and I just, I, my fabulous paper planner, which I have, and I just <laughs> love it. Katie Daisy is the creator of this. I, I've been using it for the last few years. It's, it's changed my life. Um, oh. Yeah, and so I just opened my 2020 at a glance at the beginning of the, that calendar, and I have highlighted in the various spots where it was happening in 2020, the Mercury retrograde dates. So that's the thing where you don't want to be caught off guard, where you're going, why did all my computers die? It's because there's freaking Mercury retrograde. And so Mercury is the planet that rules communication. I'm a Gemini. And so Mercury is my ruling planet. Like my, I communicate. (laughs) Like that is my love language. I know how to communicate. So when Mercury goes retrograde, it just means that you want to be prepared for technology going on the fritz, for a breakdown of communication. You know how sometimes you're talking to someone and you feel like we're on two different planets right now. Like they're not getting it. I'm not understanding what they're saying. There's it's like the lines got crossed and you're almost aliens and you don't understand each other's language, but Mm -hmm. normally you do, but not right now you do or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so you also, it's a time when Mercury is in retrograde. Not that you can't embark on deals with people or deals. Uh, I know some people who won't. They're like, I don't do business during, I I just don't, I won't sign a contract. I won't engage in a new deal because Mercury is in retrograde, which you know what, if that's, that that's the way you need to do it, that's the way you do it. In my world, I will still engage, you know, in, in signing contracts on, on either end, you know, in my business or if I'm going to sign on for something, but I'm just very laser focused on ensuring that everyone is clear on the terms of the agreement. And so this is where you don't go like, Oh, we talked about it. No. (laughs) What is it in writing? Right. You need to make sure that everyone is clear on it and that you don't assume anything because when Mercury goes retrograde, it can, it can lead to miscommunication uh, when it comes to business relationships, deals, your personal relationship, your romantic relationship, you can kind of start having these weird tiffs and you're going, what's going on here? So be aware of that. Yeah. I highlighted in my, in my calendar. So I'm, I'm not uh, thrown off when it does happen. And then of course with tech, just know, okay, that could, sometimes my computer like flipped out during Mercury retrograde, but then once retrograde ends, it just fixes itself. (laughs) So I don't rush out and get the new thing. I go, okay, let's just let it, let it, if possible, let's let it ride out. And then once the planet goes back, um, it might just work again. So when is the planet going back after this? (laughs) Um, July, 
12th, 13th, around there. Oh, shit. That's like so <laughs> – I mean, seriously, like I – I mean, I don't flip out. I just mm-hmm. I go to the Apple store and thank yeah. God I have a yes. joint venture, business venture with them because otherwise I would have to like do what most people do, which is like stand in line and get an yes. appointment. And I'm like, I don't have time for all that shit. Yeah. So thank God, like I have a great relationship with them. And mm-hmm. so like email my JV guy and I'm like, Marshall, mm-hmm. um, something just today and my iMac is new. It is brand new. Mm. And I, I've hardly used it. I've just edited on it. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'll get you in. And I mean, I look like a crazy person coming in with three big ass computers. And so I'm like, if I can at least just get one of them back today. Yes. And yes. so they did get me my two lap and I, uh, Mac or MacBook pro and then my air, but then my brand new iMac is still there and it's been there for like over a week. Mm. And they're like, well, your motherboard went bad. And, and I'm like, this is a brand new freaking computer. Like yeah. I'm because my office is has windows in front of it and the sun rises on that side. I'm like, what the hell did I do? But I still don't have it back. And so, yeah, I interested too. I would wonder too with motherboard, like, is there something with mother that just something that came through as you said that with mother? Um, and I, I have lots of mothering what stuff that that within my life. I don't know, maybe with your own mother, with, uh, your view on what mothering is, that just is is Hmm. worth examining you know worth really getting into and the thing with tech too is i mean we don't really control it it has a mind of its own when mine you know breaks or something happens i almost feel um betrayed like how could you do this to me i thought we had i thought we had an agreement you always work like you don't you don't break Right. You don't have a sick day. Okay. Right. Uh, but see what, what was smart that you've done is that you have backups, you know, or you have a plan. You've got yeah. Marshall to call. And so you're not going, well, I don't have computers for the next few weeks. No, you've got, you've got the thing that you can do. I have the same thing. You know, I don't, I have a laptop, my phone, and then I have my desktop. And the thing that happens in my house, sometimes the internet gets crazy and I live in the country and my husband, I said to him recently, I think we need to call the people to like come check on the internet because I don't think it should happen so much where we have these issues. Mm -hmm. You have to look at the larger thing. What is going on here? But what I do is I've hardwired my desktop. So if the Wi-Fi, Mm -hmm. it's the Wi-Fi that we have issues with sometimes. If the Wi-Fi goes wonky, it doesn't impact my desktop. So if I have videos or podcast interviews or whatever, I'm doing trainings for my clients, I can still show up for that. It's just the rest of the house kind of has to deal with stuff. So, you know, you look at, I learned that lesson from John Lee Dumas, you know, of EO Fire podcast. I was interviewing him for my show and it was we were having this weird connection or no, he was on being on my, sh- I can't remember if he's interviewing me or vice versa, <laughs> but he goes, you should hardwire your computer. I go, what's that? And he told me, I go, okay. And so from there, you know, you just learn as a business owner, what do you need to do to reduce the risk, reduce yep. the level of risk the, or the risk is part of life, but can you reduce the fact that you plan this thing and then you're, you know, your Wi-Fi goes on the fritz, but you're hardwired. So you still have internet, you know what I mean? Or if your if your technology breaks, well, you've got, you know, the private number to the Apple guy, you know, the genius bar. (laughs) (laughs) So you think about what are ways to minimize the risk and then make it so that you can, you can stay in business. You know, you don't have to cancel all your stuff or not show up for your clients because that's not, 
That's not what professional business owners do. And so we have to look at how we can show up as professionals so that our clients know we've got their back. We're going to show up the way that we say that we're going to. And I think that's a great lesson that we share with our people. I always say to my people, you got to show up. Do you show up consistently? Do people, Mm -hmm. do they know they can trust you? We have these, I mean, I have an online business. I work from home. I love it but I'm a professional. Make no mistake about it. I run a legit operation. Yeah. Something for me, you are going to get delivered an incredible experience, an incredible thing. We put our heart and soul into this. And I think as women too, we have a responsibility to share that with our people. Yeah. Just because you work from home or you have this thing that is not kind of the traditional way we were taught, you know, businesses, you have a brick and mortar operation and you have a gazillion staff or what have you. I mean, it can be anything these days, Mm -hmm. but it should also be something where you know that you deliver. And your people Absolutely. know that you deliver. Absolutely. This is so cool. This is so cool. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love this stuff. So, so for people who don't know how to say no mm-hmm. and um, they think that they need to do more to make more, but really your philosophy is do less. Like if you guys look at the homepage of, of her website, mm-hmm. um, it's like, it, it's literally like do less and make more like seriously. Mm-hmm. So if you, if we're intentional about like the moon and the stars and, you know, and putting our energy mm-hmm. into these places to really build our brand, then I feel like things would feel as though it's more fa- falling into place to where it's like, let's work smarter, not harder kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, but for you, like, what, is, what does that really mean? Like, do mm-hmm. less, make more. Yeah. Well, for me, this is reexamining all that you've been told around work. and Which is pretty much all wrong in my Exactly. Opinion. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know what, Angela? It was the masculine structure. Yeah, it and was. It was totally so often the thing that, that kept women out because, you know, for a lot of women – not all. I became a mother. I, I chose that path. It chose me. I have three kids. So for some women, again, because the traditional role said that was the women's job was to raise the kids. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, if the way that work was, was Monday through Friday from nine to five and you're going, well, what about my kids? Then it was this thing of, well, I guess that means I can't work because I won't see my kids or who's going to you know, take them to school or pick them up or do all the things that need to be done. Uh, and so when I moved into the working world, I, that was the, the construct of work. Okay. You're going to come to this office from Monday through Friday. And it was my first job. It was not nine to five. It was like nine to eight. <laughs> I'm going, Oh my gosh, this is a lot. Where's my life. You're like, okay. this is a job. <laughs> I go, how long do I have to do this for? Oh my. And I, and I enjoyed my work, but I want to do other things. Yeah. And I don't feel like we need to be behind a computer every day, all day and all the time. Cause then you miss out. Like your nature is calling and I love being outside and love just, just exploring. And, and I guess some of my greatest ideas when I'm not behind my freaking computer, when mm-hmm. I'm not at this desk, when I'm out running, I'm out hiking, I'm doing my yoga, I'm with my dog, I'm with my kids, I'm with my husband. So once I, you know, that was like just a huge piece of my discontent in that corporate life was, I don't want to be in these, this office all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I wanted yep. to work a different environment. I wanted to work from home. I wanted to have, 
Mondays unscheduled. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I just, and I didn't see how that was supported in that environment. So I became an entrepreneur kind of just because I saw that coaching was my thing. I go, oh, okay, I'm going to have my own business then. Well, let me learn about that. Like, how do you have your own business? Okay. I'll figure it out as I go. And then once I started having kids, I didn't want to go back to that old way of working, but I also like to make money and I had that six figure career. And so I didn't want to go back to, Oh, okay. I'll make like 25,000 or I make 50,000. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And if that's what someone desires, that's beautiful. It's whatever is right for you. But I have big dreams and big ambitions. And I know that money is a tool for making things happen and money gives you choices. It gives you freedom. I love to be able to give to these incredible causes that need my support. I just love to be able to spread the wealth. And I said, okay, well, how could I deconstruct this and figure out what are the activities that I do that net the greatest return, the greatest return on my investment and what's going to allow me to feel deeply connected to my work and deeply satisfied what's going to allow me to have a team that I can pay to help me run this thing and -hmm. take care of our clients and take care of this mission and what like how do I want to design this so that I can sustain this I could literally do this for the rest of my life I don't say oh I can't wait till I retire I was talking to my financial advisor about this Mm -hmm. and he goes, well, you know, you can retire. I go, I just need to be clear with you. I don't, I don't look to that day. Right. I don't, I'm not like, oh, I'm counting down the days till I can retire. I remember when my dad had the countdown, I'm not in that camp. Mm -hmm. I want to do this for as long as I am healthy and of sound mind. I will do this work. I will support people in the ways that I have been gifted. And so when I could say, great, that means I can just, I honestly, I focus my work on right now and this will change as seasons change as my kids change, but Mm -hmm. I schedule things on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Okay. Mondays and Thursdays I keep open, you know, with some exceptions, but I'm very focused with what I call batching my tasks and chunking my time. And so I back to back, uh, have things scheduled. And so I'm in the zone to be able to lead a training, to talk to you for a podcast interview, to talk to clients, to create copy, like whatever it is I'm doing. I just am really, really like ninja with batching my tasks and chunking my time. I teach this to my clients and I love it. It's like a game to me, a fun game where I can see how efficient can I be with my time? And then what are the returns that we get when it comes to our satisfaction, the way that we're impacting our clients, the money that's coming into the business, the good that we're doing. And I think it's the greatest opportunity, not just for women, but for men too, to reexamine what you've been told that you, from Monday through, this is what you've got to do. And listen, if that's what you want to do, freaking go for it. My dad, when he was working, he had to work in that framework. He would have lost his mind if he didn't do that. Like that's just what he knew. And for me, you know, I also homeschool my kids and I did this before the pandemic. And so how can I do that and still have a business? Well, I had to become somebody who played with this concept of doing less and making more. That's awesome. This has been so good. I can yeah. talk to you, talk to you all day long, <laughs> but we're out of time, unfortunately. Okay. So everybody go download the full moon calendar. <laughs> 
mm-hmm. and um, make sure. So if people want to get in touch with you, so I know that you have this new class for like, you call it Magic Makers Coach Certification yes. in September. And so yes. tell us more about that. Yeah. And so it sounds like like what you do in your business me having been this coach since 2008, mm-hmm. I got to this point where all my like individual clients were coming to me going, wait, okay, can you teach me how to do what you do as a uh-huh. coach? Like, what do you do? Like, what exactly is that? And then can you teach me how to have a business doing that? So I was doing a lot of that kind of just one-off. And then I saw a big issue happening in the industry where a lot of people were trained classically in how to coach and they were really awesome coaches, but they did not know how to have a business as a coach. Right. So then they can't really coach if they can't make money doing it, right. right? Unless they have another job or unless they have, you know, money from other sources. And then I saw other people who were incredible marketers, like they mm-hmm. could sell air, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but yeah. <laughs> But they, and they were call themselves coaches because there is this big explosion of coaches in the industry and everyone and everyone was calling themselves coaches, but they didn't really know what coaching was. And so they were doing a disservice to the craft of coaching, but they were incredible marketers. And for a lot of them who didn't have the integrity of coaching in their heart, they put a bad taste in people's mouths around what coaching really is. And so eventually I just said, wait. I guess I'm the one who's going to solve this issue in the market. I'm not going to wait for somebody else to solve this issue. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And so I created a, our very own coaching school. Uh, we created it back in 2015. It, it originally was called Get Gutsy Coach Training School. My first ever book is called Get Gutsy. And it just was a natural extension from that. And we, we brought a lot of women through that program. I'm really proud of the work that we did. And it was interesting, Angela, last year, you know, you go through these evolutions and <clears throat> where you just know that that old way, you, it's done. You know, it might be done in a business, in a relationship, where you're living, a habit. And I knew that although that program was solid, we needed to evolve. And yeah. I couldn't keep selling it <clears throat> in its old form. And so I worked with uh, an extraordinary coach I'd worked with through the years. I went out to Arizona to work with her privately and just dissected it and kind of blew it up and realized that this whole realm that we were talking about being a magic maker, which is my membership is called Magic Makers Collective. I realized that's the brand. That's where the brand is evolving. And so the coach certification became Magic Makers Coach Certification. And a big piece of what we teach in there is how to co-create and coach with the cosmos. So that framework I was sharing with you all is a big piece that we teach our clients who come in there is how do you co-create and coach with the cosmos? What are the gifts and tools and skills that you have? And so our two areas that we focus on are the craft of coaching and the business of coaching. And then we get granular and we focus on intuitive coaching. And you can bring intuitive coaching out in so many different realms, you know, as uh, health and wellness, uh, relationships, business, consulting. I mean, just in your family. I mean, some people they'll go through this and it'll just help them be a better communicator across the board, a better leader, a better speaker, a better anything. And then others are going to take it and really, you know, go down deep in their coaching business and lead programs, lead retreats, Mm -hmm. courses, one-on-one work. They're going to create movements, communities, all that. Yeah. So everyone, if you want to go check it out, magicmakerscoach.com. I love it. 
it. And then you also offered a free copy mm-hmm. of your Reclaim Your Time template, which yes. huge fan, and learn how to create a schedule. And so you and I do something very similar where we have learned to time block and time chunk yep. and, and leave other time open for Hey, life happens, shit happens. It happens. Yes. Um, you know, so, and it's like, you do have to be flexible, but where can people go get that free template? Yes. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Just go to jennyfennig.com slash schedule. That's my name, jennyfennig.com slash schedule. You can grab it. Uh, we'll give you the template itself. And then I guide you through the process that we mentioned today of just that task batching, time chunking. It's so funny, Angela, and I know you and I both do it, that so many people don't know about this. I mean, why? these are the other things you weren't taught. And so we were just taught to squander our time. We were taught to just squander it. Yep. And you know what? You are going to have to work 40 hours a week. That's just what it is. And so you're like, well, I might as well waste the time because I have to do it for 40 hours. (laughs) Like what if you could accomplish so much more in 20 hours? Like, yep. and I think people get freaked out. They go, well, what would I do with the rest of that time? Well, maybe you'd spend it with some people that you really cared about, you know, other than your clients. Maybe you would spend it learning a new skill. You'd spend it exercising. You'd spend it giving to um, a full, you know, a philanthropy or, or working mm-hmm. on some social causes. I mean, so many things can happen. And right. so, yeah, it's just, I, I'm so excited that we had this conversation and uh, that we got to connect and share some things that are truly game changers for everyone who is tuning in today. Absolutely. What's your favorite platform for people to connect with you on? IG or FB. Okay. <laughs> IG is just my name, Jenny Fennig. Facebook, um, I have a business page, but you also, uh, my personal page, honestly, I'm much more active on and you can just follow me there too. I'm gotcha. very outspoken and you will know my viewpoints pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to follow you just to read like, what the hell's coming around the corner tomorrow? Totally. Do that. Do that. And, and often what I post on IG, I'll then just stick it, you know, I'll just have it replicate and go to, go to Facebook. But yeah, I would love to connect with everybody, with Angela, with everyone else who's tuning in and just let me know that you heard, heard me here on Angela's podcast and I'll know that you're cool people. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. We only have fun, cool people here. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All the stick in the muds uh, get off. <laughs> yes. And I, yeah. And I love that you, yeah, I'm like that you throw out some good cuss words here and there. I'm like, me too. Yeah. That's how I grew <laughs> you know, up. You know. It's just real. It's real life. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And everyone that's listening, thank you so much for your time today. I know that you walked away with great, great, great nuggets. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Business Unveiled. Everybody have a great day. Bye. Now that you have all the tools you need to conquer the world in GSD, Just share this with your friends and your fellow GSD leaders and be sure you're a subscriber so you never miss the juicy details of Business Unveiled and you can ask Siri to listen to the latest episode, but you got to be a subscriber. Before I go, I have a huge favor to ask and it would mean the world to me. While you're listening, snap a quick screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, tag me at gsdleader underscore and share with me your top takeaway from this episode and how it relates to you. Until next time, remember, stay productive and profitable. 
You've been listening to Business Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time as we share our experiences to help you be more productive and profitable in your creative business. For more great resources, visit AngelaProfit.com.